second hour of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neal. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam? Oh, not bad, not bad. Good, good. Yeah, it's currently a bank holiday. It is. Oh, it feels so nice to have a bank holiday. It's been really, it's been really good. I, I finally have a two-day weekend. Hey, nice. Since I normally work Saturdays. Um, yeah, just been cleaning my flat. That's been fun. Nice. That's what I spent all day doing. Uh, and then I broke my coffee press. Ooh. So that sucked. So I've had to drink tea, which is not as good. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind tea. I've got nothing against tea, but I'm definitely much more of a coffee drinker than I am a, a tea drinker. Yeah, that's the thing. I was like really excited to make a coffee before we started recording. My coffee, my, my coffee press broke. Just the glass just shattered as I was pouring boiling water in it, so that was good. <laughs> um, and then I was like, oh, okay, I've got some instant coffee. And I haven't drunk instant coffee in so long that the entire thing has gone mouldy. Uh, Didn't gross. know that could happen. Like the coffee itself. Like the co- like the instant coffee grounds. Yeah, they've gone. Ooh. They've gone mouldy. Like they've got white fur on them. Ugh. It's like properly <laughs> gross. Yeah, it's really disgusting. Um, so I didn't know that could happen. So then I just had to drink some tea instead. But I think I think I bought that coffee when we moved in. Yeah. Just like in case guests come around and they want inferior coffee. Um. And I haven't, I haven't touched it for like three years, and it's just gone mouldy. It's horrible. Mm, lovely. Um, so that's how my day is going. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Um, just been enjoying the bank holiday as well myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done a lot. Again, just catching up on housework. So it's, it's just nice just to kind of like take a weekend off and just, just relax. Yeah, it's really nice, isn't it? From the world, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, nice to go to work. Yeah. So, we were planning to do an episode on Legacy this week. We were, yeah. We've got, like, show notes and plans and ideas and all sorts of wonderful things. Yeah, and then some things happened. Yeah. And we felt like we have to talk about them instead so we're not, you know, left out of the loop. Mm. <laughs> we just, like, there's too much to talk about. <laughs> um, yeah, there's too much to talk about to do, like, a part of an episode on Legacy and then part of an episode on, like, everything else that's happened. Yeah. So we're just going to talk about um, those things rather than... And we'll leave Legacy till next week, hoping something else doesn't happen that we have to talk about next week as well. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the, you know, anything anything like the the events of this weekend of uh, <laughs> could happen. Yeah. So where where do you want to start? Uh, I guess we start we start at the top, right? It's what everybody's here for. Mm. Banned and restricted announcement today. The one that everybody knew was coming it was just you know the most predictable banner restriction announcement of all time uh, mm-hmm. so we thought uh, we we're all we we're all expecting it all getting ready just the the ridiculousness of hogak in in the modern format something that we've seen over the past few months now really yep uh, well documented our thoughts and feelings on hogak so yeah i think everybody everybody was just ready for it like well it's gonna get banned after vegas we're all ready for it ban hogak modern will be slightly different but still won't necessarily be that good mm-hmm. but that wasn't exactly what we got at all was it no so we had so everyone's like oh, okay hogak's gonna get banned that's fine there was still like a small minority they were like no you can't ban that let's ban something else yeah. um making the wrong call <laughs> so we're all just like oh yeah this is gonna happen we're finally gonna be rid of hogak over the weekend it also put five copies in the top eight of gp vegas it did and it also won the gp and it also won the gp so like yeah this is, we've had enough now this is ridiculous um and then suddenly we got uh, three changes to the format not just banning hogak and they're pretty major yeah so we uh, hogak is banned yes good good that's fine everyone expected uh, what that what a surprise <laughs> yeah right um 
Faithless Looting's banned? Yeah. So that's that's a thing. Because this is the thing that I was saying last week, and a conversation I've had with many people over the last like, month or so, is that I think, legitimately, Faithless Looting needed to be banned in modern. Um, I think it required a huge for- it requires a huge format shift, and it, it changes how modern works, because so many of the top decks are playing Faithless Looting. Yeah. But, and I don't think Wizards will do it, because it requires such a large change. Yeah. So I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> as I often am with these things um, and they banned Faber's Looting and I guess we'll talk about that more in a minute um, and then also Stoneforge Mystic is now legal in modern yeah about time right uh, yeah that was something that we just like it just become a meme yeah just like it was like oh it's not going to happen like it was probably fine but it was never going to happen certainly not now because we thought you know we'll, we'll ban ban Hogak and then we'll see how the format shakes out see how it stabilises and see where the meta is and then we can maybe make changes from there it's like no just do, do it all in one go yep it's because Hogak, Hogak has been dem- uh, dominating for so long that we don't really know what the format looks like without it right like we can assume that it's like Urza and Phoenix would take over and then we'd you know, have some questions there about the dominance of those decks. Yeah, but yeah. we we haven't been given that option because we've just thrown it into a brand new format, essentially. So yeah, we can stop talking about Hogak now because we said we'd talk about it every week until it was banned, and uh, we can stop yeah, now. Yeah, finally, finally, it's, yeah, right? uh, it's dead and gone. I mean, to be fair, it's still putting up results in Legacy. <laughs> yeah, quite, it, it's, quite it's, a lot. But... It's fine there, though. It's absolutely it fine. Is, there. It is fine. It's seeing a small amount of playing vintage as well. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's seen plenty of commander play too. It's absolutely fine in all of those formats. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, which one? Which, which one? Order? None of, none of those were words. Where, <laughs> where do you want to uh, start? Do you want to uh, looting or Stoneforge? Uh, let's start with looting. Your your favorite yeah. topic. The uh, the brainstorm of of modern, I guess. Which I guess <laughs> is even more true today because neither of those cards are legal in modern. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it was the, it was the brainstorm of modern. Yeah, I think it was a legitimate. I saw like some tweets being like, "Oh yeah, uh, Fate of is the brainstorm of modern. They've just banned it." Ah, and it's like, yeah, okay, sure. But it was the brain. It was the brainstorm of the modern format as it existed, right? Sure. Like, it, like modern as a degenerate nonsense format where you have to have four leylands of the void and your seventy-five, probably some in the main deck. Late Fate looting was the brainstorm of that. It was the most powerful cantrip you could play in a format where the graveyard was the most important resource, and you had decks like. Dredge, Hogak, and Phoenix just beating the crap out of everyone. Yeah. In the same way that most of the Brainstorm decks beat the crap out of everyone, and they're, they're generally the more powerful decks in Legacy. But it's, it's the same comparison. That's what it was. I'm not saying it was a good thing. Yeah, for sure. I'm not saying I, it should have been the Brainstorm one. I'm saying that it was at the time. I, I think I, I think I do do mostly agree with you. I, I do. I think I understand sort of both sides of the argument, but I, I think. I think I, I do think you are you are right. Thank you. That's all I. That's all I want. <laughs> that's all I'm right all the time. Um, so yeah, it's been banned, and I think that was a good thing. I I I'm a big fan of that. I'm not sure it should have happened at the same time you banned Hogak. Yeah. Um, but I think there's there was a, a genuine worry that Phoenix would just start taking over the meta game. Yeah, and it, that's just, it. it just wouldn't be close. It, it's a preemptive ban. It reminds me yeah. of uh, things like when when uh, when Death Threat Shaman was banned in Legacy and the Bank Attacking Probe as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, because there's just there's just room for the format to go in a degenerate place. Yeah. And Favors League was the problem card because like you could ban you can ban Gargari Grave Troll, but the Dredge deck's still really good. Yeah, uh, you can ban. You could ban Phoenix, but there's probably still nonsense things you can do with Favors League in a blue red shell, right? Um, yeah, absolutely. So. I think I think it was the right call. I'm excited to see where, where where things go from here. But like, this is a huge change because it just strips like the two of the top decks from the format completely. Yeah. Um, Dredge is 
probably still good. Um, you just go back to insulin DNA, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think... Dredge is still fine, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoenix is just dead, I think. Right, so I think I think well, obviously you can't play the Hogai deck anymore. <laughs> like it's literally impossible to play that deck. Um, and yeah, I don't think you play Phoenix anymore. So it's just it's just taken two of the top decks out of the format, um, which is huge, I think. So it just I guess it depends what what takes um, what takes the mantle from there. But the, the problem is that you you don't really know because then we also have this whole Stoneforge thing being like okay, introducing another very powerful card into the format. Yeah. So we, you, you can't just say because I was thinking like if if Everzoon gets banned, it's probably. Um, well, I was thinking if Hogak gets banned, it's probably Phoenix and Urza, like the Wurza deck, right? Yeah. Um, that become the most powerful decks in the format, and like you've still got Jund and um, Tron to go yeah. to go along those. But uh, focusing, so I think it's probably the Urza deck, but I'm not sure if yeah I, that's true anymore. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if it is 100. Uh, percent Like I, I think I think Tron is probably probably a very strong contender for the best deck in the format. Yeah, Tron just dodges all these things. Just things like big things keep happening in modern, yeah. and Tron just dodges it. Every <laughs> time. it continues to be c- continues to be incredibly good to mediocre all the time. Yeah, long may that be the case. <laughs> yeah, I think like so, Tron's pretty good in general against the uh, against the Urza deck. Um, it, it, I mean, it's just good against like most decks. It's it's just fine. Mm-hmm. But I think the the, the London Mulligan did did add a significant amount to Tron that just shouldn't be overlooked. Um, yeah, I agree. So I think I think, I think it probably is just... Uh, it's, it's certainly certainly solidly in Tier 1, like if not the best deck, I think it is top 2, top 3, definitely. Yeah, this is the thing. I mean, you've got the uh, the Mardu Shadow deck. Yeah. Which is still very powerful and probably still is great from here. You've got the Ezra deck, you've got the Monorad Prowess deck. So, you know... There's that, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably okay without Faithless looting. Probably is okay. Right? Without, yeah, probably. I don't know. Like you just want a one mana contract, right? Yeah. Like it's playing like um, you should like crash through or something, right? Yeah. Summit it's probably sprint. Summons be your favorite cards. Yeah. It's probably like it's probably fine. Uh, I would assume so. So I don't know. There's a lot of things up in the air at the moment. This is the thing. So like, I'm not willing to make bold assertions about the lack of faithless looting because I'm not as good at magic as like pro players are who are going to be defining the format from here on in yeah and also it's been what roughly six hours <laughs> uh, slightly less than that like seven hours since we heard the announcement yeah for sure I I personally just think it's it's a great move um, mm-hmm. yeah the best thing, thing they could have done was obviously Hogak had to go and then preemptively try to Mitigate some of the, the damage and get rid of Faithless Looting as well. So you do you do have decks that are still playable. Certainly not as good anymore. Um, and the big bad Hogak is gone as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the thing. I, I think it was. <laughs> this is amazing things. So I was like, oh, we should ban Faithless Looting. Generally, what the, the best thing that can happen in modern is you ban Faithless Looting. And now that it's happened, I'm like, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't because I mean it was a problem, right? It was just like oh, yeah, it, it made it made graveyard decks too powerful. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I don't know where the format goes. Like, I don't know what happens because I, I think this is it. it's because it's it's such a big, a big shift in direction. Really, um, mm-hmm. it's like that, that that thing that we've been saying. Like the the identity of modern is modern is kind of the graveyard format, and I don't think that's the case now. Now that you've got arguably the best two graveyard cards aren't in the format anymore, mm-hmm. then. I think it goes back to being like an artifact format, which I guess I guess really is 
the thing that I've been struggling with is kind of like the, you know, the, the identity of modern like what is what is the identity of modern but I think rather than rather than having these sort of set archetypes that you do in other formats maybe modern's identity is just the format the format whose identity constantly shifts so you have these periods where it's, it's the artifact format or it's the it's the combo format it's the creature format it's the the graveyard format as it has been for a long time and I think now we're we're fully back in that that artifact format now I mean this seems this seems like a big move from Watsi to actually try and define the format right yeah definitely absolutely because this is the point we were making that we don't understand the like you said like we don't understand the point of modern like what is the identity of it yeah what's it for um what's it meant to be like is it meant to be but you're in a combo format is it meant to be like battle cruiser mid-range magic is it meant to be whatever yeah and i think this is a definitive step saying like okay we don't like this like we don't want later on in the way to be the most played card mm-hmm. at a pro tour or whatever or a gp we don't want these things to be happening um and i guess the 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 best thing about flavors being banning is you you can free up some cyborg slots, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you don't have to don't have to play so many like surgicals and ravenous traps and lay out the void or whatever. You can play. I mean, probably just stony silence and collector roof and nature's claim, but yeah. <laughs> you probably just switch them to that. Um, but it's a, it's only a good thing. I just I don't know where we go, but I'm I'm I would say I'm excited to see where we go from here. But uh, I think honestly, I'm less interested in modern now than I was before <laughs> this ban announcement. Okay. Uh, yeah, honestly, I just don't think because oh, it's so up in the air and there's so much stuff, and I just don't have. I I, I still think so. I have infect, but I still think infect sucks. Then again, like I guess you take down with the amount of lava darts in the format now that Phoenix is unplayable. Yeah, I, so I, lava darts I, and I just think get playable. This is just absolutely the best. It's a step in the, in in the right direction, like 100. Uh, percent This is exactly mm. what what the format needs. Uh, yeah, I I think it's. I think they're they're on their way to. Sort of slowing down the format and getting it back to, to the turn four format, which is is something which it hasn't felt like for a long time now. I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing. So speaking of turn four format, yeah, right. Actually, right, turn four format, right? You have Urza, yeah, the Urza deck, Urza, which is my favorite name for a deck ever. Oh, I hate it. What? Where of invention? Urza. No. Urza. It's yeah. great. It's no. great. <laughs> yeah, that wins on turn three. Yeah, that's not that's not good. Yeah, it's. Um, it on turn three? I mean, yeah, it, does win. Yeah, it, it can it can definitely is it? <coughs> it can win on turn three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think we wait and see. Yeah, I think it's a problem. I just think like when you said turn four format, I was like, oh, is that really where we're going? But we're leaving Urza in the format. We'll see. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think Urza has been around long enough and played by enough people to, to be too much of an issue. But I, yeah, I, I think. I think it depends what happens with with the format around the other deck, and if it does get to the point where it just becomes KCI 2.0, then yep, we'll, we'll ban Urza as well. Mm-hmm. So, right, speaking of turn four magic, yes, and speaking of good in the Urza deck, <laughs> Stoneforge Mystic, right? right? Yeah, finally, finally yeah, unbanned it was, and modern. Long time coming. So I, th- I think it's been, it's been weird. So I think there's been a general consensus for a while that Stoneforge Mystic would just be fine in modern. Like it it wouldn't be good. It would just be a card that should be in the format. Yeah. And now that it's happened, everyone seems to have lost their minds over it. <laughs> You're like, I can't believe this has happened. It's like, you've been asking for it for like a year. You've been saying it's been fine. You've been praising Colligan's Command and all these things and how slow the card is compared to all the other nonsense going on in modern. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, it's here, and people seem to be... I don't know. I don't think it's that good. What do you think about it? 
I I think it's fine. I think it's mm. like I've said previously. I, I think I think it's good, but it's not broken, which is which is what you need. Mm. Yeah, this thing is just a good threat, right? It's just yeah. a, like I don't, I don't even think it's a good threat. <laughs> like, I've I've played a lot of Stoneforge Mystic. It is. You've played a lot of Stoneforge Mystic in Legacy. I think is I think it's the big yeah, the big difference the really. Legacy. I think Legacy is a, is 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 a very different beast to to modern and especially especially a modern that's trying to be more like modern of old yeah i agree uh i just don't i think one of the biggest possible problems is that stoneforge mystic is good in the urza deck mm. because sword of the meek is an equipment yeah like that's a potential problem because they're playing goblin engineer yeah absolutely and I, I think from from talking to to a few people who play the deck you know goblin engineer kind of seems to underperform a bit anyway yeah i mean it's possible that Goblin Engineer, though it's less efficient and is kind of crappy, might be better than Stoneforge Mystic because obviously Goblin Engineer finds anything. It does, and like, it returns artifacts from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yeah, exactly. So like, it can find it. It can find like, uh, it can do a decent War of Invention pre- impression. It can find both sides of the combo. Yeah, but it has to put them in the graveyard, which is so you're liable to. Um, rest in peace or surgical or anything like that it can't be activated in auto, like immediately which is kind of a problem as well like you have to wait a turn yeah whereas Stoneforge Mystic just puts it straight in your hand and it also gives you the potential to put sort of make into play at instant speed and it can't be countered yeah so there's that like it's it's um it's a consideration I'm not sure if like I think honestly that's the scariest possible use of it is just going in the Urza deck yeah absolutely and I, that's that's the thing from from lists I've been seeing already. Like people are trying to trying to get it in there. You play some Stoneforge Mystic. You play a Baskal or two in there as well. Mm-hmm. It just gives you like an, like another threat. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's probably fine, but I do think we should keep an eye on it. Yeah, I agree. But everywhere else, I mean, there's people saying you know it's going to go in some kind of Stoneblade deck. Yeah, which is probably my favourite use for it and the main thing like the main way it's going to be good I think is in some combination with um, permission Chase the Mind Sculptor and Squadron Hawks not Squadron Hawks, get out of here (laughs) (laughs) Modern is not a place for Squadron Hawk I love Squadron Hawk (laughs) Um, no like yeah I think it's good with Jace, like I think Stoneforge Brainstorm is like a tried and and tested strategy yeah Um, I think without Force of Will to back that up and Wasteland to back that up it's kind of a little less powerful and like not comparable to the Legacy version yeah agreed uh, I think everywhere else it's kind of like I think yeah I think it's good in Urza I think it's good with Jace probably in some kind of permission deck that's just playing Stoneboard Mystic as a threat yeah. but then you don't have any other good threats because you can't really play Delver because you don't have Brainstorm or Ponder you can't really play you, or you literally can't play Trino Nemesis which is another threat that you want to play so like Stoneforge Mystic being the only threat in that deck is kind of bad. I mean, you play like Snapcaster Mages and stuff, but it doesn't play the same. It, it feels more like a control deck than it does like the tempo deck that the that, that uh, like Stone Stoneblade is, um, which is kind of a problem. And then like in the creature decks, I just think it's kind of mopey. Yeah, like, I'd rather just play anything else. I don't know, like not anything else. Like it's, it's definitely powerful. Like finding the sword you need or finding a battle skull and just making that as a threat but it's like making a turn three battle skull that dies to path and push and assassin's trophy and the token dies to abrupt decay like yeah, i think it's absolutely fine like mm-hmm. you know what 
you're like literally saying dies to Doomblade there. Like, you know, if no, that's if, thing, if, like, if it was going to be broken or you completely busted or anything, they they wouldn't have unbanned it. Like simple as. Yeah, this thing. Like, I I don't think. Yeah, yeah of course, of course, because it's the same thing with when Jay's got unbanned. We were like, oh my god, the sky's falling. This is unbelievable. Yeah. And then people played it for two months. Like, well, this is crap. <laughs> like, this isn't anywhere near as good as we thought it was going to be. Yeah. No, no, no like, I, I understand the dice removal argument is ridiculous. But it, I mean, in the I, what I meant is like in the context of the creature decks, this isn't like another, like this isn't just a haymaker threat that's going to make the creature deck so much better. Like if you're playing this in like some kind of green white company deck or something like that, um, then don't play but, it in a green white company deck. Play it in a blue white control deck. This is what I'm saying. Like people are like, this is why I don't think it's like it's that good because the in the creature decks it's not great. I think it's good in exactly Urza and some kind of blue white Jace deck. Yeah, that's and fine. They, like they don't want to make it a, a card that shows up absolutely everywhere and then spikes to one hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, people are already paying eighty pounds for copies. Yeah, well, so there's yeah. that, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous. Um, but I just don't. I don't think it's going to be as ubiquitous as people thought. And I think people paying exorbitant amounts, amounts of money to buy it are shortchanging themselves unless they have like a big tournament this weekend and they've like broken the format immediately yeah or like they had a really good stoneforge deck built just in case this happened or some kind of nonsense like that like i don't i don't know um i'm happy to see it i'm i'm all for having as few cards on the list as possible that's always nice yeah um i just want to see where it goes i mean i just can't think of the best the best for it's probably just jace honestly yeah definitely yeah sticking in sticking in a blue white control deck uh, see how it goes in Urza as well. Yeah, I think it's fine. I, I think, you know, like, like I've said, like it's not busted, it's not broken, it's not gonna, you know, drastically change the format. If if it was going to, they wouldn't have unbanned it. Mm-hmm. If it's too good in Urza, then that's Urza's fault, not Stoneforges. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I just yeah, it, it should have been banned ages ago. The same thing with Bloodbraid Elf, like yeah, well, Bloodbraid Elf isn't good. Like it's just an efficient format of threat. Like it goes in a specific deck, right? Like like Jace does. Like Jace isn't just the ubiquitous card that you play in every deck because it's busted. Yeah, it's the card you play in in the control deck, and it's probably still worse than Narset Teferi and Teferi. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. So yeah, but I mean it's cool. I'm I'm very excited about all of these all of these things. And uh, and this is just I guess our sort of gut reaction take, rather than well thought out. Because, I mean, I've had stuff to do, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, all of these, these ideas and thoughts that we've been having about Legacy that I've been preparing to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to talk about. But it's like I, I, yeah, I was like working on the notes like yesterday evening. I was like, oh, cool, cool. I'll save that. That'll be fine. I'll go to bed. I'll wake up tomorrow. I'll do some cleaning around my flat. Hogak got we'll, banned. Uh, then yeah, Hogak got banned. We'll mention at the start, go, ha, 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 ha. Hogak got banned. We all knew it was going to happen. Let's move on because there's nothing interesting to say. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I saw the announcement and then had to, like, you know, keep doing my life. So <laughs> we, we've, had, we've only had a few hours to talk about this. I had to, like, clean. And I mean, I'm saying this as if that takes a long time. It did take a long time, I promise. Sure. My flat was disgusting. <laughs> I had a lot of cleaning to do. So, Stoneforge Mystic wasn't the only card that got unbanned today, right? Uh, no, also Faithless Looting got banned. We've covered this joke. Got unbanned? Yeah. Uh, oh, unbanned. Yeah. That's what I said. Stoneforge Mystic wasn't the only card that got unbanned today. It isn't. You are correct. Yeah. In the standard format, mm-hmm. Rampaging Ferocidon is now unbanned. I I can't tell if this is great or really sad. Uh, I think it's a, a bit of both. Uh, I <laughs> yeah. just... Yeah. Uh, this probably should have happened a while ago. Yeah, it probably should have happened, <laughs> like... I don't know. When Amonkhet block 
rotate it. Yeah, quite probably. probably. Yeah. Like, it probably would have been fine. Um, but yeah, we got it back. That's sweet. Rampaging Frostodon. This yeah. is the first uh, standard we've had, we've had without cards on the ban list for what feels like a lifetime. Yeah, uh, 2017 was the last time when we had a standard Jesus with no Christ. cards banned. <laughs> Christ, that's such a long time ago. <laughs> and we are now all well, yeah. When are we in coming to September of 2019? That's that's absurd. It's been that two like two years. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> since we've had no. I mean, everyone just sort of forgot about Frostodon, right? No, it was <laughs> okay, there. Sorry. We all knew it was there. Every B and R announcement <laughs> still still relegated to the 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 sidelines. But finally, finally, justice for for rampaging Frostodon. Yeah, for all of like four weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you get to play it in your Jund Dinosaur deck in best of three standard for four weeks. Because it is still banned in best of one standard, so that is uh, that is something to take note of. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. That's, okay, a weird thing yeah. to do. Yes. Uh, yeah, they, I mean, the justification they made was that because the meta is considerably different in the best of one standard format. Mm. Which is entirely true. As someone who's been playing a lot of best of one standard at the moment, it's yeah, it, it is entirely true. Like mono red is still just very much dominating there. Sure, but you get to play at, at you know actual paper tournaments. Yeah, so that's nice. I mean, is there a meaningful standard tournament between now and rotation? I doubt it. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of. I just think it's kind of sad. Yeah. So we could we could have we could have probably had it all this time. Yeah, and it probably would. Be. I, part of me wants it to be completely busted for the next four weeks, <laughs> just that they've made a heinous mistake, and it just makes the minor red deck just beat the crap out of everyone. But I mean, there's no meaningful tournaments. Like, there's not a mythic championship or anything, right? I don't want to sound stupid. I don't That's think there true. is. I think we, yeah, we had the course at one because mm-hmm. it was modern and modern horizons, right? Yes. Yeah, that is and correct. And there is no <laughs> mythic invitational or anything until like the next season so yeah I think we're good okay sweet yeah so you know little dinosaur got free that's nice yeah I kind of feel bad right then so I guess I'm going to have to let you talk about vintage for a bit yes Uh, oh my god vintage is saved vintage is absolutely saved (laughs) this is pretty much the only thing I've, I've wanted for the past couple of months I haven't played vintage for a while now I just the state of the format was just not fun it was just like three, three decks you could play, and like all of them had a consistent amount of like turn one, turn two kills. It was just not a fun format. It was not an interesting format. So we've seen some big changes to vintage now. We've got Khan, the Great Creator, is restricted, which is just the best move for the format. Uh, Mystic Forge is restricted. Uh, that played nicely, or I don't know if nicely is the right word, but it certainly played in the the Khan shops deck. Um, you just play your entire deck on turn one essentially and it was not fun Golgari uh, Grave Troll is restricted so I think very much like the like the Faithless Looting Band they want to get ahead of the curve and make sure that Dredge wasn't too much of a dominating deck mm-hmm. uh, a Mental Misstep is restricted which is probably yeah. the one I'm, I think that's the thing I'm most excited about this whole this whole announcement to be honest yeah I mean I'm not hugely into vintage um, Just I just don't play it a lot Yeah, but yeah any of the games I've seen of Vintage have just been misstep fights back and forth and it's just no fun whatsoever. Yeah, the, there was a there was a time, I guess prior to War of the Spark, there was a time where I I played a lot of Vintage, I really enjoyed the format, but a significant amount of playing that format was it was mind games and, and misstep games It's I mean, mental games I guess really <laughs> Good one. Yeah, pun, pun not intended. 
uh, <laughs> it's yeah, I think it's just a just a fantastic move that it's, it's going to shake the format up more so than any of the other restrictions. I think uh, mm-hmm. it means there's less chance of your uh, like just like your awesome one mana spells being being countered. You like your mana vault, your soul ring, your ancestral uh, dark ritual. I get to play dark ritual in vintage again. Yeah. What a fantastic time. <laughs> yeah, I like that the first thing you actually sent to me with the entire band announcement, like including the modern bands, is the, you just sent me a picture of it and I made a comment about Snowforge Mystic and then you're like, Vintage is saved. That's the first thing you said about the band announcement. Absolutely. Like, excellent. And then there has also been an unrestricted card as well. So Fast Bond is now unrestricted in Vintage, which I think is really cool. Uh, I think Fast Bond played with, with Ren and Six can be really cool. It can be quite interesting. Uh, and also. Uh, you can do things like experimental frenzy plus course recovery plus fast bond and kind of just lay your deck out, but that plays a lot differently to the the problematic decks that were running Mystic Forge and Khan. I think it just it, it's going to allow for some some new and, and interesting plays and strategies. So I, I'm all for that definitely. I don't think it's it's too it's too broken. Was fast bond seeing a lot of play when it was restricted? No. No, now there's only Pract- practically zero play. play, but now you now you can play multiple copies of them. Obviously, it it's better, uh, and like random six is the thing is the thing now. So I think that's something that people will definitely look at. Okay, sweet, that's cool. Yeah, like random six plus fast bond plus fetch lands seems good. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah, that seems kind of gross. Yeah. All right, so I've let you talk about vintage. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I it's. It's just, it's just great. I'm very happy about it. Uh, I'm just gonna play vintage again. It's been, been quite a while now. Yeah, you've had to play standard on arena like some kind of idiot. Yeah, <laughs> well, you could it's a very different things. experience that is. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's very true. Sweet. Okay, so that's, I guess that's our, a little takes on, on the bands. Yeah. Necessary content, I guess. Yeah, um, I, th- I think like all in all, like they're all fantastic, and I'm really looking forward to see how all of the formats affected are. Are affected by them, really? Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming that my hot gut reaction takes are going to be proven wrong very quickly. Yeah, quite probably. But, I mean, I've committed it to Twitter. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> it's the important thing, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm like. I'm. I'm happy to put it down there and just see what happens. But I genuinely think like it's not. Favors. Uh, sorry, Stoneforge Mystic isn't going to do the busted things we think. Well, some people think at least. Or the what, like the reason it's kind of like eighty pounds for a. Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, that's. that's a, I mean, it's it's not going to hold at that price, um, but you know, people are just people are just buying them now because because they want to play them at their F and M, they want to brew with them. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's fine. It's it's fine. <laughs> that's a hot take on this entire thing. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, yeah. That should be good. like that should be the caption of our our podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> our devastation. It's fine. <laughs> Right, so which huge topic do you want to jump onto next? Um, I guess we go through all of the all of the fun and games of uh, of Magic Fest Vegas, right? Yeah, it seemed like a fun weekend. It looked fantastic. Well, I, a week, I guess. Yeah, pretty, pretty much a, a week, really. I guess was following very closely on social media, and it seemed to be from sort of Wednesday evening was when mm. the fun began. Really, uh, it yeah, it, it looks like looks like Vegas is probably just the event to go to if you are interested in having like the best possible magic 
GP slash Magic Fest experience, like Grand Prix Vegas, seems to be the best one. My my favourite thing about it is that more people signed up for the command zone, like the commander play area at yeah. GP Vegas, than signed up for the main event of GP Birmingham. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if that says anything like more about Birmingham or more about Vegas or anything like that, but I just think that's very funny. Agreed. Agreed. Cool. So, what did you want to talk about specifically from? Uh, Magic Fest Vegas. Oh, anything and everything, right? So, uh, first off, you had the the command zone, which was a a massive hit. It's something that they said they are going to do at uh, most, if not all, Magic Fest going forwards now. Hell yeah! So it's a special secluded area, I guess. Uh, specifically, you could have just for, you could have just said the word zone, and it would have been fine. It's a special <laughs> zone just for commander play. They called it the command zone because of because of because of the YouTube. No, they called it the command zone because that's a zone that exists in a game of commander. Sure, sure. And that's why that's why the YouTube channel is called the Commander. Come on, <laughs> <It's> got- <laughs> <laughs> try harder, man. I know you hate Commander, but you've got to at least know that you've got yeah. to know that the, the Command Zone is a thing. <laughs> yeah, it it is a thing. I do hate Commander, but I do love the uh, the promo that you got for a special Commander party package. You got a, a promo Soul Ring, which like the, the card looks absolutely fantastic, and that mm. most, if not all, vendors were buying them for at least a hundred dollars each. That seems an absurd. That's the foil ones, right? Yeah, it, it only comes a, in foil. I thought no, I thought it came in non-foil as well. Is it not? No, no, just foil. I think. Oh, weird. I swear it came in non-foil. Anyway, yeah, that seems an absurd. The, the lightning bolt comes in non-foil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> the uh, that seems a very high price to pay, considering Wizards have said that they'll be rolling out the promo for basically every GP. Yeah, that's a lot of money to pay for. Like, I mean, it's really nice, but. Uh, I guess it's different with so with when the foil lightning bolts, the people that want the foil lightning bolts will have them. But commander players always need a new soul ring, right? Yeah. So there'll always be demand, I guess. Hundred dollars, that's pretty sweet. So does that make the commander like paying entries to the command zone or whatever free, essentially? Uh yeah, I would assume so. I'm not sure exactly how much the command zone packages were, but yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, I think I think given that this was like the first weekend they were available as well, I think that like a hundred dollars buy list is is a really good price for it, considering that the only people who are going to have this promo are people at the event uh, in Las Vegas. So that doesn't include, you know, the like, literal thousands of commander players globally. Mm-hmm. So if you got like Magic Card Market, like I you know, like ninety five were buying them at hundred euros, e- uh, sorry, hundred dollars each. Uh, they've got ten listed on Magic Card Market for sale at one hundred and thirty euros each. Wow! And then other than that, there's. There's one person, Vans Guy DE, has one copy for 150 euros. So there are 11 of them on Magic Card Market, and there are a lot more than 11 Commander players in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've played at least 12 people at, <laughs> at Commander. Um, yeah, it's really cool. I would really like to do that, I guess. And that's the problem. Like, I think I would, but then I'd want to play Legacy side events, and I don't want to take up my entire like GP weekend with Commander. Yeah. Um, though I did enjoy playing Commander in Birmingham, so I don't know. There's just so much good magic to play. Why would you choose to pay to play Commander? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person there. <laughs> <laughs> As a huge advocate of the format of Commander, why the hell would you pay to play? I mean, you could get a free hundred dollar bill, I guess. Yeah, sure. That's pretty sweet. Um, but why would you not just like? jam in your hotel room or like find some people after you finish your events or whatever yeah I room. mean I I can understand why you would do it at Vegas because it was like a big special commander party and there were loads of you know magic personalities there and and the command zone people and stuff and yeah, I can understand that definitely but and like a thousand people I guess yeah yeah, yeah sure 
But I, I, I don't know why you would do it at like Magic Fest Birmingham or something. Maybe we have like some listeners who are like really into playing play like playing paid commander events at GPs, and they like had a really good time at GP Birmingham, and we're just here like crapping on them, and they're going to stop listening forever. I hope not. That would be sad. I oh I, I hope so. <laughs> Alienate as many people as possible, Joe. That's the that's the plan. All right, Sully. <laughs> Thank you. That's not even a hot take. What, like, <laughs> I hate paid commander side events. It's, not a hot take. it's just widely accepted as true. I don't want my <laughs> listeners to listen to my podcast. That's, that's a pretty hot take. No, no, no. That's dude, that's been the thing from episode one. Sure, I don't want people sure. listening to my podcast. I want like four people to listen to my podcast, <laughs> and for them all to have negative reviews of it, but they listen every week because it's something to do. None of that's true. <laughs> I want to talk about that. That's not true. Um, anyway, please stop me rambling and talk about something else from from the, the magic of Magic Festival Vegas. Sure. So, as well as the the positives of things like the command zone and all of the awesome cosplays and and panels and. I guess gameplay. Hogak won the GP. Uh, I mean, there were the, some massive negatives as well, unfortunately. I mean, the people in the top eight for her look like they're having a good time. Yeah, definitely. Like I'm sure you you wouldn't just go and play Hogak if you didn't enjoy it in some respects, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure, but yes, like, there was a negative. Yeah, I mean, I guess like shout out to Simon Nielsen for coming second at GP Birmingham and then a week later coming first and winning GP Vegas playing Hogak. Yeah, we need to ban Simon Nielsen. <laughs> That's the real ban. Forget a favours looking in her gap, just ban Simon Nielsen, he's too good. Um, but yes, there were some negative things that happened. Which one do you want to hit first? Uh, I guess I guess we'll we'll jump into the, uh, the, the first one, I guess, really. Yeah, go on. So uh, there was an old school championship at Magic Fest Vegas. Uh, they did one last year. There was something like 100 players in it last year, if not more. It was really popular. Mm. Uh so they they ran it back this year. I think it had a decent turnout again. So there were a few players. Uh, it was the first time playing like an old school tournament, and a couple of those were sort of notable players, um, Eric and Athena Froelich. So they. So there was uh, there was a, a post put up by Athena uh, where she'd she'd taken a photo sort of mid game and said, "Oh, uh, finally, I'm three one currently. Finally got my first loss." Uh, but you know it, it's against Brian Weissman, so it, it, it's an honour to to play and lose to him. So he's the guy that created the deck, which is like probably just the best deck in the format. Um, I mean, it certainly was in 1994. I think things have changed considerably since then, as as far as like understanding of how Magic works. But I think the deck probably still is just the best deck in the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, so obviously it was. Oh yeah, we've whatever we've lost to him. That's that's not an issue. That's you know that, that's fine. We're happy to lose, lose to him uh, and then the, the top 8 happens and Brian Weissman then goes on to win the tournament and then Channel Fireball posts pictures of the, the decks uh, alongside their sort of positions in the top 8 and we notice that in the sideboard of Brian Weissman's deck is one circle of protection red but in the game we played against Athena there are two circle of protection red on the board yeah that wasn't very good, was it? Yeah, so straight away, I mean, I'm very glad it did get caught straight away. But quite quickly, people were like, that's that's quite odd. Like, what's what's going on here then? So this is the thing. So, you know, wildly respected magic legend Brian Weissman, right? Yeah. You're like, oh, that must be a mistake. There must be something wrong there. That can't be, you know, that that can't be true that he's cheating. Yeah. Uh, and like, now it turns out he's actually just an asshole. <laughs> yeah, so it was... 
It was very strange. We, we, were, we didn't really have a lot to go on initially, and the only things mm. that were sort of visible were what was on Twitter, and uh, that was that was the, the the images of well, we'd seen we'd seen that the deck in his in his photograph uh, was different to the deck that he was playing against uh, Athena. Mm-hmm. So obviously, there's something's happened there. We're like, right, that's that's odd. So then that gets pointed out. Uh, and then he he decides to chime in on Twitter and says, "Oh, the the deck that I I offered up to be photographed was different to the one that I was playing. Uh, there was no rule to say that I can't do that. Uh, I wanted to protect my protect my t- my tech." Yeah, this this was the problem. Which was like that's that's God, strange, stupid. right? <laughs> like, I mean this this was where the whole problem was. Like, so there's a photo that gets put online where he has two circular protection reds in play. Yeah. And then another photo gets put online later where he posted the deck he was meant to be playing and it has one circle protection where you're like, okay, that's kind of bad. Um, what's happening? And then you're kind of trying to piece it together and then he himself goes on Twitter, makes his own Twitter account, um, says, oh, basically what I was doing was being dishonest and an asshole. Yeah. So even if, he, even if he didn't actually cheat in the game against Athena, which is what we kind of assumed was happening, like he just brought in a random other circle protection because he wanted to beat the matchup um really badly in this old school event when he's already got lots of money um was what we assumed but like he's just admitted to being dishonest because it's not against the rules as if that's like a good thing yeah definitely yeah, so like, he was, wanted it, to protect his tech like it's absurd which like that so, so that element just doesn't make sense to me at all because like it's it's a non-competitive event in a f- solved format that you've already won so like you're trying to protect the tech for that tournament that you've just won mm-hmm. and then also like the the photo that you posted had like three hippies in the sideboard which is quite unusual for the deck anyway so that's that's more spicy than two copies of circle protection red yep so it was it was very odd so we, we're kind of like well we didn't have a lot of information really for the most of the day when it happened what we had was sort of him saying oh no i didn't cheat i did this and then we had you know the situation which kind of looked different so it was like well at, at worst case highly respected magic i guess former magic pro or whatever highly yeah highly highly respected old school figure in the game either cheated or he's a liar who uses underhanded tactics that was the you know, best case scenario that's that's the thing that's that's the thing it is like at best what he does was what he did was intentionally lie to people yeah to protect tech for a format that basically doesn't matter which might not technically be against the rules but it's definitely a scummy yeah. thing to do yeah it's definitely because this is the thing because old school tournaments don't have like you don't have to register your deck there's no deck list online or anything like that it's all very much a weird culty 93 night i'm just trying to low-key dig on your favorite format <laughs> um, <laughs> like this weird kind of culty 93 94 thing where you do you don't do things that they do in modern magic basically yeah, yeah. um so it's a tournament that doesn't really matter I mean, it's a cool tournament and i i would like to have played in it but it's a format that doesn't really matter in a format that doesn't particularly matter though it's a cool format um in a match that like it just it just feels so bad like to have done that and then to post what you think is like sound reasoning for why you've done the thing you've done yeah which immediately from if you you can go and read it i'm pretty sure it's done up if not someone else would have taken a screenshot yeah, somewhere it's also um if you read it, it just sounds like an excuse he's pulled out of his ass yeah it's just like oh oh i'm getting i'm getting crap for this that i didn't think i didn't think anyone would notice 
and it just sounds like he's just made it up on the spot and the excuse given is so poor oh yeah and then even if even if it's true why would you do that <laughs> i wanted to keep my tech secret like oh the sick tech of trying to beat your mono red matchup what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> it's not good tech to put an extra circle of protection. Like, okay, cool. Like, well, it was it was this. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to keep it secret. Uh, if you want to know what's in the sideboard of my deck, like, send me a DM. Like, so you're willing to just so, give it to so anyone? you're willing to t- tell somebody in like in private over a private message on Twitter, but not in a photograph. So I, I don't know. It's it the whole thing's just. I mean, it's not like it, oh, it, it was very strange. Text. Very very sure. strange. I think. Uh, it caused it caused massive rift in the old school community. To be honest, it was mm-hmm. it has not been a fun a fun weekend at all. Um, and I think I think a lot of respect has been lost for for Brian very rightly so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the thing is, like, it's not like he was like, "Oh, I'm trying to keep it secret." Subscribe to my Patreon, right? It wasn't just like, "Oh, if you do this, I'll give you the list," or like, "I'll put this list somewhere." Like, it wasn't. Oh, it was he, just he like, said he, he said he's, he'll, he'll put, he's going to put the the list on his YouTube channel. Six. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> I hope it's over ten minutes long so it gets monetized. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um but no one's gonna watch his YouTube channel. Like I don't know. This is I think part of the problem was and like it's kind of, it, it feels kinda of bad, but like I think I had a certain feeling about old school players. Some old school players that I've interacted with um have been assholes. Yeah. Right? Like they're just not pleasant people, unfortunately. And there's a lot of gatekeeping with the format, which to a certain extent I understand because you want to keep the old school fear and stuff and you don't want reprints, but every other aspect of magic and every other um community member that I speak to, they want as many people as possible to play magic. And there's yeah. a kind of a thing with the old school community where they're like you want to keep people out, you want it to be, you know, a secret kept format between these like 50 year old white men for some reason <laughs> it, it's very much like a kind of a 50 50 split right you have you have people who want the format to be as accessible as possible but still so i i think i think the uk has the best sort of rule sets mm-hmm. where in the uk we allow uh any reprint of the card that has uh, the original art and the original border mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That means you can you can play your revised Sarah Angel, your, your fourth edition Wrath of God, whatever. Like as long as the original art and border, uh, we're all good. Uh, because that that allows that allows for for people to play you know like ten p copies of Hypnotic Spectre rather than having to spend like fifteen quid on like unlimited ones or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it does it allows it really sort of makes the format it does make the format a lot more accessible in that way but then you have kind of like the other half of the community who if you like allow any kind of reprints they just get upset and don't want to attend your events and it just seems to be sort of split right down the middle which is it's very frustrating at times yeah it really is um but yeah this i mean regardless of where you stand like this is just the behavior of someone who is dishonest and the behavior of someone who doesn't I don't know, it's just disrespectful to magic in general. Yeah. It's certainly not a good advert for the old school format. No. No. And just it's just oh, it's just so crap. It's such a bad excuse. So just on a like on a base level, it's such a bad excuse. Yeah. I was trying to keep it secret. Like okay, well done, you did it. Like but it's not even like he was trying to keep good stuff secret. He was trying to keep a second copy of Circle Circle of Protection red secret from the Alright, cool. Like well done. And like, I mean, how how secret can your tech be in a format where the carpool's so small and so known? Yeah, right? it's it's like I said before, it's certainly not as interesting as playing three copies of not your sideboard. So it's not expector in your sideboard, which is something the deck does typically doesn't do. 
Yeah, and you'd want to keep the deck super- playing two cop reds instead of one cop red is not that interesting. Brian Wiseman's a goddamn cop. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the joke. We did it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. So anyway, I, any respect that I, I had for him before this event has totally totally gone out the window. Um, mm-hmm. Like since so obviously since that happened, um, Channel Five all looked into it. They they met with Brian and they, they discussed discussed the issue and anyway they, they decided to uh, to rerun the uh, the I guess the sort of last round and the top 8 of the event so anyone who had a, an X1 record uh, was allowed to come back and play I think it was like single animation style to to play for the, the trophy and the prizes mm-hmm. so that happened that run back and then uh, since then as well we've had we've had a couple of other sort of high profile players including LSV come out and say oh yeah I saw the deck where the deck come out of the deck box for the photograph for the event and the cop red wasn't in there so we have had information come out to say since then that yes he was just cheating excellent that's cool yeah so i guess uh fuck brian weissman wow we're saying that word on this podcast now yeah that's that's how strongly i feel about the issue jesus christ nice okay cool oh man but I want to I want to say that word all the time. <laughs> I can't because then it loses the punch. Yeah. Because even I was impressed by that word then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a weekend. Mate, I honestly can't believe that of all the people that gets to say the F word first on this podcast is you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Every other word I say, this is really hard for me to not, <laughs> I can't say that word. God damn it. All right. But I'm into it. I'm into it. I'm into sure. it. Brian Wise. Awesome. Screw that's that, that's that, yeah, man. fully, fully, fully on board with, with that. That's, that's my feelings towards towards the guy after this after this weekend. I mean, but that wasn't the only uh, the only issue event occurrence, I guess, this weekend, right? Oh God, no. There's been. I mean, there's been a couple more. Hit the next one you want. Uh, I mean, I, I guess we do. We talk about hitting the next one, right? God, <laughs> <laughs> that was so unintentional. I'm so sorry. Yeah, go on. Explain the joke. <laughs> uh, so, f- famous ha- former, I guess, Hearthstone streamer and now Magic Pro, uh, Amaz got disqualified from the the main event. I guess the limited main event of uh, of GP Vegas. He did. Yes, he did. Um, he got. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. what what ex- like what are the, the exact reason for the disqualification is like what the what the exact penalty is but uh, allegedly he he shoved a judge yeah he that seems to be the consensus on what happened yeah which if true um not good <laughs> it's pretty pretty Pro- terrible probably as bad as the whole cheating in the old school tournament thing if not worse yeah definitely so like phys- physically assaulting someone that's trying to help you or just physically assaulting anyone yeah screw that don't do that ever yeah definitely so yeah what allegedly what happened was uh amaz had fin- finished his round or he was he was going to see the parents or something and he was he was walking so sort of down the the middle of the rows for uh, for like the the GP main events for D twos professional rail, like they don't allow allow sort of spectators or people to sort of walk past or walk through the rows sort of where unnecessary, so sort of like mm-hmm. games aren't being disturbed and stuff. So he was he was trying to walk, walk he was trying to walk somewhere where he shouldn't have been walking, and the judge was like, oh, well, can we can you not walk down this way? Can you go around and go the other way? So he was like, no. No, I'm just gonna walk through here. Uh, it won't take long. I'm just 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 walking down here. So the judge was like, "Oh no, like you, you, this area is kind of off limits. Just just walk around." Uh, so at that point, you just you just pushed past, past the judge. Uh, which po- yeah, at which point the, the judge was like, "Oh, why did you push me?" Then they had a back and forth. The judge gave him a, a warning for unsportsmanlike conduct, uh, and then he sort of argued against that. And then 
the judge got another judge to to sort of come and assess the situation uh, and then uh, the head judge was involved and Moshi from Channel 5 Wall Events was involved and then Amaz got de- disqualified from the event. Yeah, agreed. I mean, it's it's assault, right? Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. Yeah, if you're going to shove past... I mean, even if it's not, like, that, you don't do that. Shove past someone. Yeah. Um, That's not nice. <laughs> yeah, um, I think, like, if, if, you're, if you're in an area where, like... If you're walking down an area that's cordoned off for whatever reason, or or you're you're not supposed to be in, like, and and a judge or you know somebody of some some sort of authority figure tells you like, oh, like, do you mind just walking around the tables and going going the other way? Just mm-hmm. just like oblige, just uh, do it. I'm not sure I agree with that specifically. Uh, I what, mean, what kind of what kind of authority figure are we talking? Well, I mean, we're talking about like at least a we're, level two judge, a, if we're talking professional specific- rules enforcement level magic tournament. If we're talking specifically judges, absolutely anything they say, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. Okay, if judges a judge tells or, me to do or like TO slash event stuff, that's also fine. They're better to facilitate it, they're better to make the event rules run as smoothly as possible. Um, magic events wouldn't run without them, so anything they say, that's fine. Yeah. Other authority figures, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't well, know. I mean, I'm specifically talking about this situation, so you, if you know. Yes, correct. If you're in, if you're in day two of a GP and you're, you're, you know, you're going to be doing something that could potentially be distracting to other games, even if it is just simple, as simple as as walking past their chairs, and a judge mm-hmm. says, "Oh, maybe don't, just kind of go around the other way." Maybe just listen to that judge. Yeah, respect the judges. Yeah, like just because you want to get somewhere, and then don't, even if you're going to disobey them, that sounds weird. Even if you're going to go, go go against what they say, don't like shove past them. Yeah, that's not on. That can't be what you're doing. Yeah. Um, but just go the other way. It's not hard. Just go the other way. Yeah, it's really it's really bad. And I'm I'm glad he got DQ'd. And uh, there's been a whole fallout on Twitter about it, which has been uh, really bad, to be honest with you. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen seen a few a few different takes from all sides, but I think it it does seem to be the majority of people that I've seen do seem to be on the judges' sides, definitely. Yeah, I mean, like it there's a whole thing where like the person the judge has been named and that's that whole thing's gone into like which is just unnecessary and it's gotten blown way out out of proportion someone did something wrong then tried to argue against it and then a ruling was given and then it's just turned into like an entire mess um he did something wrong should have taken the DQ and just moved on like he made a mistake and he got like he got penalised for making a mistake so God, just don't be an asshole. It's not hard. Yeah. I would like to clarify. You know earlier when I said don't physically assault anyone? Yeah. There's, there's you know, there's bending those rules. <laughs> Definitely don't physically assault a judge. Yeah. Or a fellow Magic player unless, you know, they've done something awful. It's a whole grey area. I don't know why I've gone into this tangent, to be honest with you. <laughs> physically assault bigots and Nazis. Don't physically assault judges who are trying to do their job. Yeah. That's agreed. the soundbite. There you go. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. That one. We we... You can consider that one hit. Yeah. <laughs> I certainly do. Oh, God. I wish, really wish I hadn't made that joke. I think I only got the joke halfway through saying the word hit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like halfway into the hit noise that I was like, oh, I've, I've said hit. Okay. <laughs> That's bad. Um, so there was another thing that seemed to have taken the magic Twitterverse by storm. Yeah. I say storm, but seems to be being discussed quite readily on Magic Twitter over the weekend, um, which appears to be vendors being assholes. Yeah, everyone's That's just being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to like talk about this one too much, and it's honestly, it's not something I've personally experienced. It's you know, a lot of people have been saying it, but I believe it. Um, 
essentially vendors just either overcharging or underpricing cards that are being that are being bought in from non-male magic players yeah um and some pretty heinous <laughs> examples of that um specifically i think there was uh someone tweeted about beta counter spells they were trying to sell in and someone offered yeah. them 35 and then they went to a different vendor and got offered like 195 each um people like um women trying to trade in magic cards being offered a price and then giving them it to their male friend and that person being offered 10 20 30 percent more on the card yeah because that's ridiculous there's still i mean this there still is like it's still a problem the magic community generally is getting a lot better it's getting a lot more accepting it's getting you know a lot just i don't want to say a lot but, but getting better in a lot of respects and there's still there's just innate misogyny going on yeah which is just not on um and I, I'm, I don't believe that these specific vendors have been named. Um, no, I, yeah, I haven't seen any, any names thrown around. Um, no, which I guess is like, it's a whole thing because you don't know what's going on there. I yeah, mean, you don't know if, if it's the, the vendor or, or if, if it's the if it's the, the seller, like the buyer mm-hmm. or the vendor. Or, like yeah. the, there are there are potentially logistical issues that you know the company owner doesn't doesn't necessarily know about but i i am always a big fan of name and shame when it comes to stuff like this like specifically with vendors like i'm not afraid to put but to put them on blast if i've had a negative experience with them you know looking at you carter popper <laughs> oh yeah yeah go on oh just that like multiple gps now they've given people like old 10 pound notes that aren't legal tender anymore oh man did they do that at birmingham yeah yeah Jeez. they didn't do do didn't do it to me because I, I just, I, I'm not going to deal with them. Like after, after London, and I'm just not going to deal with them again. Um, but yeah, uh, they did that to to several people at GP Birmingham. Um, yeah. So it appears that misogyny is still alive and well in magic tournaments. So that's nice. Yeah, it's a good thing we have to deal with. I just wanted to bring that up because it's something that's been, that's been talked about, and you know, it's a, a bad thing that keeps happening. Yeah, definitely. Um, I stop under like stop overcharging women players and. That's because that's really messed up. Yeah, like stop ripping people off because it's just crap. Like, come on, it's twenty nineteen. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I mean, this thing, like, I, I, I feel like a lot of the people that would do these sort of things as well, like the type of people that like get on the internet and go, "Oh no, there isn't a problem." Yeah. Like, oh, I don't see the problem, and then go and like rip women off at GPs. Like, it's, it's, it frustrates me, angers me. That's what it does. It angers me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I guess that's pretty much everything from Magic Fest Vegas that we want to hit. Yeah. God, stop saying hit. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a bit on the nose, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Now, see, I don't want to, you know, appear unprofessional, but I do scroll through Twitter occasionally while recording. Yeah. You know, we all do. It appears there's some other news. It, it may be the news that I was about to DM you about. Yeah. yeah. Um, apparently Owen Turnwald's back. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He's now a, a, a pro-level Hearthstone player, apparently. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're going to say it again. We've, we've broken the seal on the word fuck for this podcast. Yeah. Um, and he deserves it more than anyone. Not more than anyone, but he definitely deserves it because he's a piece of shit. Yep. Yeah, fuck Owen. <laughs> That's a nice way to cap off the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, it looks like uh, I've seen he's, he's he's back and active on on Twitter. He's put a tweet out uh, saying that he's he's played at a big uh, pro level Hearthstone event in South Korea, playing for a, a million dollar prize pool. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know. I, I just. I hope. I hope that Blizzard are aware. Like, I mean, I feel like Blizzard should have been aware. Probably. Uh, and. 
I hope like if they weren't that they are informed and I don't know they keep an eye out on on, on that that situation because that's hmm that's yep. not cool. It's really not. Um, that's kind of maybe mad. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like I don't. It's not that like, I I like I don't know. Man. I don't want to get into this whole thing. Like we've you know we've 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 covered this before. Um, I think it's fair to for our listeners to approximate our reactions to this. Um, yeah, I'm not. That's not good. <laughs> no, it's not at all. It's not in like yeah. So the whole. I mean, we're not we're not going to go too much into what he, you know, allegedly did, which yep. I fully believe he did. But you know, yep. what he allegedly <laughs> did. But you know, for 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 situations like that, I, yeah, situations like that, I, I feel like there there should be some sort of accountability process or you know, responsibility process from the I guess the perpetrator for one of one of a better term. Uh, and there just there just doesn't appear to have been any of that at all in, in Owen's case. He, just looks there he is happy happy and smiling after playing well in a million dollar tournament with not a care or regret in the world yep and that's it's really annoying to see that yeah that's really put a damper that a down right honestly yeah. i thought you know, it was exciting i mean obviously we talked about some some negative topics anyway but i mean yeah that's not good i'm not happy about it yeah disappointed but not surprised no that's it isn't it yeah disappointed but not surprised Oh man, I've got to be happy we can end this podcast now. <laughs> Hogak is banned in modern. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's not even exciting though. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not exciting. I'm just like, hey, Stoneforge Mystic is finally unbanned in modern. There we go. We'll, we'll we try go. and end on a, on a positive note. Um, yeah, yeah I, long live modern. I guess uh, I'm. I'm certainly interested in taking another look at the format, and I think Faithful Sleeping Ban and the Hogak ban and the Stoneforge Mystic unban is enough to create a, a, f- a fundamental shift I think in the identity of the format to the point where I, I'm certainly willing to give it another chance alert the masses Joe Loudon's playing modern yeah yeah I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm fully locked into legacy well we will have a lot of awesome legacy content for you next week but that's pretty much all we have time for this week uh, if you want to get in touch with us hit us up on social media give us your thoughts about Hogak it's finally gone Thaveless Looting it's finally gone Stoneforge Mystic is finally free mm-hmm. get us at social media uh, we are on Twitter at hrfdcast or facebook.com slash hrfdcast but you can get me on my own personal social media. I am at Peach Garden Oaf on Twitter. That's Oaf with an F. On Facebook, I am just Joe Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much any of the magic groups. Uh, probably just talking about how much of a terrible person Brian Weissman is now. Oh, hell yeah. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Snail69. Nice. Thank you. That's S-N-E-A-L-6-9. N-I-C-E. Oh, Jesus Christ. Have you been waiting all week to do that? <laughs> Maybe. That's good, that's good, I like that. Um, yeah, if you want to see some hot takes on all sorts of stuff, um, in- including things that I'm probably going to get into some Twitter dialogue about right now, <laughs> uh, please don't add me on Facebook. Awesome, so that's pretty much all I have time for this week. Uh, once again, the Godfarer has returned. We're approaching the second hour. We'll see you again next week on Our Devastation.
Thank you.